1: <laughs> remember that show? I love that show. That was great. Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter. You remember Juan Epstein? Yeah, he always had a note. But it was always signed Epstein's mother. Those <laughs> are the actual. Epstein's mother. Yeah. Signed Epstein's mother. That's right. There were some great characters on there. If <laughs> you okay. overlooked most of them, <laughs> Vinnie Barberino. Well, he went on to bigger and better things, didn't he? Like Pulp Fiction. He's a gigantic actor, I guess, by most standards. But we really don't see much of uh, the rest of him, do we? No, I
0: haven't seen Horshack in a while.
1: I saw him on a retrospective, you know, a Welcome Back Hotter 70s TV retrospective once. And um, the other uh, the other actors I don't see. Gabe Kaplan. Actually, I have seen him. Um, now that poker got huge, the whole World Oh, he's poker been on now. that? No. He... Um, well, he has been, but before it took off, like four years ago, he um, he was color commentator on ESPN before, you know, it got big in the last two years, but prior wow. to that, ESPN would show it like at four in the morning or some really late hour, and um, he must be a, a big poker player because he was doing color commentary for the uh, for what was then the World Championship of Poker or whatever, you know, at yeah. um, one of the smaller Vegas casinos. So there he was, Gabe Kaplan. I, I guess he still does stand-up. That's what he started out as.
0: Yeah, and the... Um... I think it's a celebrity poker tour. Uh, that's hosted by one of the the uh, Van Dyke brood. And uh, yeah, what's that guy's name? He was on news radio. Oh, um, oh, Kids the, in the, the hall. guy who
1: looks perpetually 20 years old. Yeah. Dave Foley. Dave Foley, yeah. yeah and he's got he's like great. a little
0: mustache and beard thing going on that yeah, looks,
1: looks fake a still. Older. He was also in From the Earth to the Moon. He was in the was Apollo, the Apollo oh, right. 10 he, he one. Played he played Beanie. Be- Beano. Beano. He played Alan Bean astronaut artist rock on tour yeah that's rock on tour yep 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 so what do we got today we got some old feedback that uh i've neglected to read well everything
0: old is new again
1: it is now well our friend martin from australia in one of his emails to us you know two weeks ago when we initially did um we initially talked about him um he was he was replying to our whole um things you hear as a vegetarian from Mm -hmm. people who aren't vegetarians and, um, apparently I, I think I know where he's going with this because I've had this happen. Um, people will say, yes, I hardly eat meat these days, you know, and go on and on about how they don't eat meat, but they'll be like, people in my family do that. You know, well, I don't have any meat in my diet, but in reality they, it's all they do is eat meat.
0: Yeah. As they're chewing bacon. Yeah. 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 No, they, they, I think they're doing that to make you either feel comfortable or to make themselves feel comfortable.
1: It's think, one or the other. Yeah. Definitely. And another piece of feedback, um, about our when we when we proclaimed once again that we were were vegetarians on a show a few weeks ago was from uh, our favorite Canadian listener who quoted a Buddhist monk who once said quote if people would stop trying to make their food taste good they'd discover that it already does yeah it's good pretty much words to live by right there <laughs> yep food is a good thing don't add salt food tastes good without it yeah, a little your, salt is good every once in a sure, while. But. Yeah, it's it's important for a lot of things. I mean, yeah. it's it's a, but you know over salting is not
0: another matter entirely. Salt in lieu of uh, other other components is, is a bad thing. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And we got some other feedback, um, and I feel bad because you know we totally missed it. Uh, I think yesterday was uh, World Naked Gardening Day. Thanks, really? Thanks, Leo. You let us World know
1: Naked Gardening Day. Do you have any photos? You got you got a link or something?
0: Um, I'm not sharing photos. It's stuff that I'm gonna you'll poke my eyes out.
1: But we'll put a link up on the site. <laughs> we'll put a link up on the site, definitely. Okay, cool. One thing I wanted to talk about, haven't done it in a while, is talk about films. Well, we sort of talked about films, but... Yeah, yeah not, we didn't. not
0: gardening, naked gardening films.
1: No, I, I go to that ongoing independent film series at the Munson Williams Proctor Arts Institute, mwpai.org. You've
0: got to stop saying that because every once in a while... Um, I, it reminds me that we're not getting any money from them. <laughs>
1: That's right. But, you know, they're fine. They're good. They're yeah. a legitimate cultural organization that actually contribute to the community and do great things. Yeah. So there's, I saw a film, documentary, love documentaries, especially if we get to learn about people and the human condition. It's called Murder Ball, And what's it about, you ask? Well, it's about quadriplegics who play rugby. And uh, they play rugby by rolling around in armored wheelchairs and trying to kill the guy with the ball, which is why once upon a time it was called murder ball. That's what it was known as when the game was, like, invented. Now it's an Olympic medal sport, by the way. They played it in Athens. And I don't think the U.S. medal, they were, like, had won every tournament. And then I think uh, New Zealand or somebody, I don't know, beat us Canadians, came in uh, silver, and we we bronzed. But um, the thing I liked about this film, and the, th- the reason I think you need to see it, is for this one amazing guy in there. And um, his name is Bob Lujano. And he's a quadruple amputee. He had some obscure, rare form of meningitis, which apparently caused his limbs to go gangrene, gangrenous. Mm -hmm. And uh, he needed to have both his arms amputated below the elbows and both his legs amputated below the knees. And this guy is the most amazing, well-adjusted, functional guy I mean, you're ever going to meet. This guy's absolutely amazing. So if if for no other reason you need to see this film... I mean, the rest of the film is great. We learn about all these people... And, you know, we see how the game is played, and we see how these people uh, adjust to their, um, to their new life, their new profound change in life, um, you know, due to typically these people have neck injuries and, and broken backs and that kind of thing. But it's, it's a remarkable film, if for no other reason, just to see this guy, Bob Lujano, he's absolutely amazing. And the, the other observation I'll make about the film is that there's a character in here. Well, he's not a character. He's a real person. His name is uh, Joe Soros. And he is a (laughs) real-life version of the character Bobby Duvall played in The Great Santini. I mean, he looked like him, he sounded like him, and he acted like him. And I wonder if he has any idea he (laughs) is being this character, you know?
0: Yeah, look up dysfunctional in a dictionary, and that's him.
1: Yeah, well, they're definitely, and that's what made me think that he was very much like the character in The Great Santini, which is, by the way, a wonderful film. And if you haven't seen it, you need to see The Great Santini. Yeah, it's also based on on a real-life story. Yeah, the writer. It's based on his father, the guy who penned the Uh, book. Bob Conroy, I think. Yeah, he he wrote it about his dad. But it's fictitious. I mean, it's based. I was doing some reading about it today. But, um, yeah, I mean, there was a a very dysfunctional relationship between this macho um, F4 Phantom, you know, Mm Vietnam-era Navy pilot and Marine pilot, I think, actually, Marine pilot. And his family and his children, and, and this character, this guy, he's not a character, this person in Murder Ball that I'm talking about, it's kind of uh, begins the film very much with that kind of relationship with his son because this guy, Bob, is very athletic. His son isn't, mm-hmm. and he isn't really accepting of his son or anything yet. But then he has a life changing c- experience. I guess this would be another life changing experience. Uh, the, the accident putting him in a wheelchair was probably the first one, and that probably gave him all the anger that we see him exhibiting. Huh. But this, uh, and that there were a lot of people with anger, which is, of course, absolutely understandable. You know, when you have such a profound thing happens to you to significantly change your life, you're going to be angry about it. I think it's also important that these people start dealing with it, you know, getting some therapy and and dealing with it in the right way, because just taking it out (laughs) on all of your loved ones isn't a very constructive way to deal with it. No, absolutely not. But anyway, see this film, Murder Ball. It's a 2005 film. It's 88 minutes long, uh, directed by Henry Rubin and Dana Shapiro. Check it out. At a theater near you. <laughs> actually,
0: it's probably been out for a, a while. And, and I saw... I think they were playing it on MTV, and maybe that's why I didn't well, see it. Well, it's an MTV
1: production, actually. Is it? MTV was involved with the production, and um, um, a couple of other uh, names that you don't typically see on film production credits were, were involved. But MTV was definitely one of them.
0: No, oh, Yeah, I, I think that's what... Um sort of pushed me away from, from watching it. But I've I've seen a lot of good reviews and, and yours is one of them.
1: Check it out. I mean I, I, I really liked it and uh it was <laughs> these wheelchairs, these armored wheelchairs are armored wheelchairs. I mean they knock each other over. They try to knock literally when you've if you've got the ball, it's full contact. They mm-hmm. go after you and try to knock your chair over. No joke. And these are all people with you know, incredibly <laughs> bad neck and back injuries, and they're going yes. at each other like, like maniacs. And these wheelchairs are pretty amazing, actually. It just, I, I, I was reminded of both Mad Max and the original Rollerball movie with Jimmy, Jimmy <laughs> Kahn from 1974, which, That's by right. the way, was another great film. So oh, yeah. Check that one out. Not the remake. The remake, was no, which is why I pointed out that it was the original Jimmy Conn 1974 yes. film. If
0: you go to the, the local uh, video store or Blockbuster or something, don't get the remake. If yeah, it was made the original, if it was made after year 2000, bad.
1: Yeah, bad. Very bad. Yeah, we well, got another tune, don't we? We we do. I think it's uh, ESP. It's a band called ESP, and as despite the fact that John hates when I go on these long stories. Um, the guys in this band are guys that I've recorded before in a different uh, version of this band, and now uh, they've they've taken the name ESP. Matt Vacanti and um, and um, uh, uh, why can't I think of his name now? My number? mind is a blank. My mind is a blank. Well, anyway, John Magnante, guitar player, he and it um, yeah, two is play called it. Spiders. Yeah, play it. I liked when it picked up in that one section. The tone of that
0: guitar was great.
1: Yeah, he, um, if I recall correctly, he's playing through a Mesa Bookie Triple Rectifier 212 combo. (laughs) I figures. (laughs) Duh. Duh. Anyone knows that? um, These guys are a local jazz band. They're out of Syracuse and they were kind enough to uh, donate to us two songs, one of which you'll hear today and one of which you'll hear in the future. And uh, good stuff. We'll link to their site. And, you know, if you liked it, you can, like, buy their stuff
0: yeah yeah very cool
1: well, um
0: one thing I wanted to talk about today was where is all the good news? what good news that's the point where is all the good news? Tell me well, something that's been kind of bugging me um and I know there's a lot of negativity going on uh there's the hurricane problem that we've uh we talked about in depth last week um and we've had some comments to the effect that now, things are a little bit negative on our side here but you know that's that's the whole point it's bringing us down and we don't hear a lot of good news and and uh I'm glad to say that I heard on the radio probably for about a good half an hour um accounts of people doing good deeds uh, there were there were people doing uh exactly what I described instead of just throwing money at the problem or uh, ignoring the problem they were taking it to their own hands and and trying to help the, the people out there and and uh the Gulf Coast states, uh, one account that was great. I heard um, this, this husband and wife, the husband was sitting around saying, what could I do? And asked his wife, what could I do? And she said, well, you know, let's let's write a check. And then they said, no, let's not write a check. Let's take the money that we were going to use writing a check. And And uh, they went out and bought um, a whole bunch of supplies. And they put together about 1,000 or more kits. Um, and, and if you listen to NPR, you may have heard this story. I may be getting the details wrong. But they put together these kits of, um, shampoo, soap, toothpaste, uh, toothbrushes, all the necessities. I mean, if you're homeless, you've got nothing, absolutely nothing except for the clothes on your back. Just being able to clean up will make you feel more human and make you feel better.
1: Well, boy, when I get off the bike and I'm, you know, the sweat sort of dries on your body, <laughs> yeah. and you, 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 when you run your your fingers over your forearms or whatever, you feel this this crust, it's and salt. There's, there's nothing yeah. better feeling than getting in the shower and just cleaning up. You feel like a new person. Yeah. As long as they have food and water, that's next. Cleaning up is. next. Oh yeah, and and I think that's exactly what these people
0: are realizing. You know, the Red Cross and and other organizations are bringing them food. And, and there's probably not enough food still, but they're bringing them food, but um, they're bringing them something to make these people feel human, and I thought that was great. Good stuff. Yeah. And uh, I also wanted to talk about something that I've been talking to Rich about endlessly. I've been blathering about it. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. I've seen on a lot of television shows over several years, it seems like more and more the character who is the hero or the, the character who is the... the uh I guess it, it's the, 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 main pro- character. T- the main character yeah. is the character who is the wittiest and most sarcastic or most, um, I don't know, demeaning to other people. The one who can who can rip off comments or slights against people very quickly. Um, and to me, that just seems to be, I don't know, it grates on my nerves after a while as I get to be a, an adult and I, I look at the, the value of human beings. I'm saying, you know, I'd like to see some characters who are good people and not just witty people. Um, and I've, I've been watching this television show. It's on HBO. It's called The Comeback, and it has a lot of these sarcastic characters in it, and they're they're ripping on each other all the time. But the main character is someone who, deep down, is a decent, good person. She's a uh, I wouldn't say washed up, but she's an old actress from a sitcom, and she's she's making her comeback. And uh, what she's what she's having to deal with is people who are constantly ripping on her. I think one of the writers, she's got um, a writer for the new show that she's on is is very belligerent towards her or in some ways um, abusive towards her. Um, But she just continues to be upbeat and hopeful. And that's what's great about this is that no matter what people do to her, she continues to be hopeful. And that's a good thing. We see that she continues to prevail.
1: This has been a, well, something similar to that. And I, No, I mentioned this to you last week. I've always had complaints about sitcoms and uh, Snoopy, or the Peanuts cartoon for that matter, you Mm -hmm. know, for crying out loud, let him kick the football, you know, (laughs) it's like so negative. But one of my complaints with classic and sitcoms is that the main, uh, bad stuff always happens to the main characters. And I think starting with the honeymooners, it's like nothing good ever happens to Ralph Cramden. You know, mm-hmm. it's always bad. And even as recently, I don't watch a lot of TV, but even as recently as Frasier, you know, it was just bad stuff was befalling him all the time. You know, yeah. and he, this is a smart guy, a likable guy. It, the show was, you know, a good show as far as American sitcoms go. But you know, let something good happen to these people. Like, don't bring us down, man. Yeah, and and this show in particular,
0: um, it's uh, I think it's on. I believe. Well, I think the the first season just wrapped up last week. It's uh, it's on Sundays. Um, but if you've got digital cable or any of those. Uh, those deals where HBO allows you to play old shows, you can see all the old shows, and they also have repeats like crazy. But but take a look at this, and and you'll see they do they do some pretty cool stuff with this. It's it's a very interesting concept. I mean, on, on its face, it may not be uh, horribly interesting, but the more you think about it, the more interesting it is. There's a an actress who is coming back from not having been on television for a long time. And she's got a sitcom, and then there's this show within a show concept where the the show that you're watching is not the sitcom the show that you're watching is a reality show that she's agreed to to work on as a part of her deal, and they're going to follow her around with cameras and supposedly this is the raw footage of the reality show, so you see all of the the machinations behind the scenes for a sitcom and and you see all the bad things that happen and from by all accounts, a lot of this stuff is based on a little bit of reality, so you can imagine that uh um, there aren't all the great events happening to to uh, all these famous people. You know, being rich and famous isn't, isn't all that it's cracked up to be. And the, the great thing about this is it shows the humanity behind each one of these, these characters. Every single one of these actors is a human being, and they've got flaws. But the best part for me, again, is even though this person has flaws, and I've got a dog, even though this person has flaws. He's very flawed. Yeah. yeah she comes out on top. She keeps coming out on top, and and even though bad things keep happening to her, she still comes out on top. So It's
1: about time. I yeah. don't have HBO, so I can't see that, but, you know, yeah. uh, it's probably downloadable on the net. Oh, yeah. wait, you can't do that. Yeah. It's Never no, mind. It's
0: no Sopranos. It's not like she gets whacked every week.
1: <laughs> well, what, um, didn't HBO do the Gary Shandling show, which yeah. was kind of a, uh, a show within a show also yeah, kind of yeah. idea, too, which is a clever idea. I like it. Yep. Yeah, but that was more of... Uh, that wasn't
0: like a reality show. This one, this no, one was no. weird. Yeah, but it was a
1: show within a show, definitely. And it was kind of a clever idea. Not that I'd seen that one either, but I, I've seen snippets of it.
0: Yeah, and I and I've got to say, and, and I keep going on about this as well, is that you know I was blown away by uh, Lisa Kudrow. She plays the the lead in this. Is she a Waitress um, or anything? Yeah. The, the, the crazy thing is. When you're watching this, she is nothing like the character you're used to seeing her on Friends. Or She does not uh, sing Smelly Cat no, or Bust no. Out or anything? No, she's she's completely convincing as a, a self-conscious, washed-up actress. Is she still blonde? Eh, kind of like a redhead. Oh, good. Yeah, That's a good look for her. Yeah, so if you get a chance,
1: check it out. It's a great show. I highly recommend it. Two thumbs up. No, we can't say that either. Those no, are I've got actually, both of my thumbs up. Because that is... Um, but I look silly. You know, that whole... Thumbs up thing is actually uh, thumbs trade. have been copyrighted and trademarked. Yeah, thumbs oh, up video. How about if we give them two fingers? <laughs> in Britain, that would be bad. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, we got um, another tune, uh, don't we? Yeah, this one. once again we've got uh, uh, a band that I've played. We've played two other songs from Rattlebaskin, and I guess our friends in Holland liked it. The uh, Wouter and uh, and the uh, Help Me Out Here. The band. Dr. Flexitone. Dr. Flexitone the doctor. liked Rattle Basket. So, oh, cool. hey, uh, the last tune, the jazz tune, I guess that we're dedicating to Leo tonight since he, uh, he loves jazz and he uh, gave us the heads up on the Nude Gardeners. And this one <laughs> we're going to dedicate to the guys in Dr. Flexitone because they have something cool they're doing for us soon and you'll get to hear soon.
0: Very cool. Well, here it is. It's called All Over Me. roll yeah it's certainly more in line with the voices in my head <laughs> <laughs> well that's a good thing <clears throat> yeah i mean i was uh boring rich with uh, some led zeppelin earlier because I, I,
1: I... <laughs> I love led zeppelin don't get me wrong it's just i'm led zeppelin out at the yeah, moment
0: I, I know and i haven't listened to it in a long time and and i just so, I've had that going through my head for a while, and, and I, I'm definitely more in line with uh, Rattle Basket. So Quick cool.
1: story, John Led Zeppelin stories. Story. I used to work for a rock and roll band in the 80s doing lighting and sound, and one of their sets was a Led Zeppelin set. Really? So I don't know anyone in that. Two or three. Your brother was on the road with us, too, yeah, uh, right. roadieing for a while under the assumed name Snake <laughs> Pliskin. Yes, Snake yeah. Pliskin. And a, uh, a dollar goes to anyone who can figure out that one. But anyway. So I I I got to hear I'll, I'll phrase that that way I was I was lucky to hear uh, two to three Led Zeppelin sets a week <laughs> for two years. <laughs> yeah, I think that would that would burn me out on it too. Yeah, I love Zeppelin. They did some great stuff. Um, definitely. I mean, I would rather listen to Jimmy Page play guitar than Al Di this guy who's regarded as a great jazz guitar player. But I don't think Al Di written an, an interesting note of music. But Jimmy Page has. So, yeah, definitely. there you go.
0: All right, cool. Well, we've got uh, another little segment here we've been wanting to do for a while. and uh, I've been avoiding it. <laughs> Rich has been avoiding it because it puts the spotlight squarely on him. But uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pop open this well, why don't you, fine bottle of wine here first.
1: Well, why don't you, um, you were going to, wasn't, weren't you going to have me do like a lead-in to talk about anything? Yeah,
0: but I'm going to pop the bottle of wine, Rich is going to recount some madness, and then afterwards we're going to have a little Q&A. John's got his three-by-five cards out, and he's doing the James Lipton today. Yeah, so I'm going to try to impersonate James Lipton. Lipston. Lipton. (laughs) He changed his name, legally. James Lipton. And then then what we'll do is, um, well, why don't you take it away, Rich, instead mm, of having me mumble some more?
1: Well, for those who don't know, I um, have a food allergy, which is not a food allergy. It's actually a genetic uh, autoimmune disease called celiac disease. And at the end of the day, it boils down to not being able to ingest this tiny little protein found in many grains called gluten. And um, where do I ingest gluten, um, I get a lot of uh, damage to my GI tract, and it makes it so I can't... Um, maybe not, John? Uh, the wine is not smelling good?
0: No, I don't know. The, the cork was a little bit degraded.
1: Oh, well, well we'll see. But um, so what happened? You know, I had been ignoring symptoms for probably a year, you know, weakness, fatigue, uh, elevated heart rate, all of these things which uh, upon proper diagnosis uh, turned out they were caused by my blood count being so low. My red blood cell count was severely depressed. And um, when I say severely depressed, typically someone's like hemoglobin count or whatever it's called it should be between 14 and 18 i think mine was 6.7 or seven or something like that really really low how I, how i was functioning and working an eight hour day is, is beyond me i don't quite know how i did it but i was doing it but i'd ignored the symptoms and finally it got to the point where even the smallest amount of effort you know uh, exertion got me really lightheaded and uh almost to the point of passing out i never did pass out but i came close a couple times so i stopped ignoring the symptoms and uh, i went to see my doctor and i uh, spent a couple days in the hospital and it was determined i had celiac disease which i prefer to refer to as a food allergy even though it's not because of the word allergy plays a lot better than disease when you're dealing with other people and uh Yeah, so four blood, four units of whole blood later, and uh, a couple of agonizing days in a hospital, and uh, they let me out, and uh, now all I have to do is avoid gluten, real easy, kind of. It can be hidden in so many places, but, you know, for the most part, I I think I'm successful, and uh, people like me do it every day. You know, there are worse things, and uh, I feel great now, as opposed to then, where I felt like I wanted to die every day. So I'm I'm happy to be a celiac because, you know, I thought I had colon cancer or something when I went and I was really nervous about it. And now all I have to do is avoid gluten. Yeah, I mean, perspective. It's always a, it's a good thing. It, that near-death experience we were talking about earlier. Kind of. Let me try this wine. Yeah, give it a shot. Thank you, Lisa, by the way. This was a birthday gift. This is an organic wine. Oh, yeah. Why don't you tell us yeah. about that really briefly? It's uh, Orleans Hill, Coat zero, 2003. I'm probably mispronouncing that
0: on purpose. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I suspect you are. I don't see a URL on there. We'll have to dig one up and link to it. But yeah, it's, it's an actually pretty wine. good.
0: Yeah, it is. I, I was a little bit concerned because the, the cork, the bottom of the cork, was, um, it looked like it was crumbling a little bit. But uh, the wine tastes good.
1: Yeah, that is a much more sophisticated flavor mm-hmm. than some of the stuff we've had uh, on other shows. Yep, but it's a California wine. So I'm going to uh,
0: hit Rich with some questions here because, you know, I want to be educated on on celiac disease, and I'm sure that other people are interested as well. So,
1: so I'm learning just experience sit here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna answer to the best of my ability. Do you have a Bible? Do I have a Bible? No, this isn't
0: this isn't gonna be one of those kind of tests. <laughs> Multiple choice? Yes. Yeah, so the fir- the first question I had really was, is it a disease? Because I I do know that you had referred to it as food allergy and it sounds like that's just a convenience that you call it a food allergy,
2: but it, well, it really I literally is a disease. do it.
1: Yeah. It's a genetic autoimmune disease. And technically, very specifically what happens when, um, when the presence of gluten is found in my body by my immune system, my immune system does something really haywire and goes and it starts attacking my GI tract. You know, it, it sees these invaders or whatever in my GI tract. So, uh, my immune system starts attacking it and in doing so it damages it. It, 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 it destroys the villi which are really really important to absorbing nutrition they're everything if your GI tract has no villi you have no GI tract that's right so um I was at the point where I was so badly damaged internally that uh I was malnourished and the reason my blood count was so depressed was because I wasn't absorbing iron which your body needs to manufacture blood components so um you know my doctor put me on um this time release 300 milligrams of iron a day pill of which I was only absorbing a very small portion. But, um, I noticed the weight gain and whatnot, uh, within a few weeks after being on the gluten-free diet. And then, uh, everything started uh, returning to normal. They, they say it usually takes about a year for mm. your GI tract to heal to the point of being healed for what, you know, and whatever, how you might want to define the word healed. Yeah. It's amazing that, that your, uh,
0: your GI tract, and I know that your stomach as well has, um, amazing restorative uh, abilities. So well
1: I think as I've said before jokingly, the human body is a remarkable self-writing machine. It is. <laughs> if given the right tools and uh whatnot, it, it can uh heal itself uh, miraculously now is is this something that's
0: acquired like you said it you said it was a genetic thing, but is it some it you didn't suffer from this all your life. It seems like this just developed over the past mm. few
1: years. Well it, looking back on my life now, yeah. it it probably came and went. Um mm. It's genetics. So you have the gene and something triggers the gene, typically something, uh, traumatic, uh, in the case of a woman, for example, who hasn't been showing signs of celiac disease, um, pregnancy, which is a fairly stressful, uh, event on a human body, um, yep. can trigger the gene to become non-dormant or however you word it. I'm no medical expert, but, um, yeah. So what some traumatic event happened in my life, which, which, uh, triggered this, this gene to, to come into, uh, effect and, uh, I have no idea when it was, but, uh, looking back now, I, I remember an illness, for example, in junior high, which at the time mm. we just thought was stomach cramps and blah, 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 GI issues, you know, all those ugly ones we don't like to talk about. But looking back, I believe that was probably when I had my first, uh, I showed my first symptoms of, of having had this. Mm. And, um, in the intervening years between that ev- event in junior high, and when I was finally diagnosed, um. July 12th, 2002. Um, I look back at some other times where I had severe GI distress and I'm sure those were related too. Yeah. So, um, it, it would come and go, you know, the severity yeah. of the symptoms would come and go. They got really severe
2: <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: three years ago, and uh, they had been building slowly, and they got to the point where I really couldn't even function as a person. And one of the other side effects, I mean, it affects everything. You're malnourished, and uh, your brain chemistry gets messed up. I was depressed. All kinds of stuff happens. It's really kind of ugly. Yeah,
0: everything is connected. Um, so yep. So the diagnosis itself, I mean, you said that you had to go through some some tests and all of that, and I mean, our doctor
1: is really well aware
0: of the disease and, and is diagnosis usually missed?
1: It's missed all the time. Um some magazine readers digest their time or I don't know, <laughs> they're not really all that close, but they um they did a, a piece a year or two ago on the 10 most commonly undiagnosed or misdiagnosed diseases and this was in was in the top 10. Because um it 's just easy to miss, um, you the can symptoms show. Are
0: so much like everything else then
1: yeah, you could symptoms can be all over the map too. Um, some people show with neurological symptoms and no physical symptoms at all wow. it, it really is all over the map i um, I went in the hospital and my doctor thought I had a bleeding ulcer, and I assured him that i didn 't because there 's a variety of reasons i 'm a vegetarian, and g i tract health is one of them, and I feel very confident I would know if I had a bleeding ulcer, and I assured him i didn't. But he ordered the endoscopy anyway, which is where they ram a camera down your throat. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. They knock you out. I don't remember it. Um, I can't even. Can, I can't even honestly tell you what happened because they give you that amnesia drug afterwards. Right. And all I remember is waking up in my room with no memory of. I mean, I could have been abducted by aliens. You know that classic missing well, yeah. time scenario. It's like where, Men in Black, they hit yeah, you with that thing. exactly. Yeah. And uh, I, I awoke to my friend Mike, a wonderful musician friend of mine. Um. Mike and, Robinson? Um, yeah, shh. Come on, no last names. Yeah, Mike Robinson. Hi, Mike. And, cool guy. uh, he's a great guy and a wonderful musician. And I, I woke to his smiling face in my room. And, uh, I'm told I introduced him to my family two or three times because <laughs> the amnesia drug hadn't worn off and I didn't remember the previous two. And I'm told I flirted with the candy striper a little bit too. But, um, and you're yeah. conveniently forgetting that. No, I'm not forgetting that. But, um, so yeah, they, they rammed a camera down on, on my throat. The, the GI guy, my GI guy who looks an awful lot like, um, Alec Baldwin with a slightly <laughs> bad complexion he um he made the diagnosis my doctor thought it was something else um you know the, the whole bleeding ulcer thing, and it wasn't and um I actually like my g i doctor um he uh, gave me like a twenty five or so minute consult the night before the the scope hmm. how many doctors give you a twenty five minute consults i mean he charged for it I saw the bill but <laughs> it was yeah. a, but in anyway the endoscopy some sometimes they even say that you'll have um some residual uh, sensitivity in your throat from having this thing rammed down your throat. Yeah, it's
0: unnatural activity. <laughs> yeah,
1: and uh, I had no sensation of it at all. I don't know. I, I Again, I have, cannot prove to you that it happened, and they wouldn't give me a videotape of it either. So, uh, you know, the little camera that's hooked up to it, the video. apparently. Yeah, because didn't it, you know. could probably have grounds to sue. So, he, um, yeah, he made the diagnosis properly, and then it all started making sense because my friends and I would sit around going, well, how much protein, not protein, but how much iron are you getting in your diet, Rich? It's got to be that vegetarian diet. Of course, that was blamed across the board by everyone in my family. It's that vegetarian diet, Rich. Yeah, you're a vegetarian. <laughs> Nobody's a vegetarian. Jeez. They're just crazy. Sorry. So, um... Yeah. And I started adding up the, like, for example, the amount of iron I get in my diet. I eat a lot of green leafy vegetables, for example, which are very iron rich. Mm -hmm. And I said, geez, I'm getting tons of iron. I'm getting tons of protein. I'm getting all of these things. Well, the answer is you're not absorbing it. It's just passing through your body. And it all began to make sense at that point. Holy cow. You're eating it, but not absorbing it. How odd. Yeah. Food's not doing what it's supposed to do. Exactly. And, and that's uh, provide you with the necessary nutrients. And um, to go on about the genetic thing a little more, I, I think I've talked about this on one of the other shows, but I have um, my dad's side of the family. Um, he has no siblings, so I have no aunts or uncles on my dad's side of the family, but he has aunts and uncles. So they're my great aunts and uncles. And all but one of them, the last remaining one who's still alive, all but her, all of them died uh, of colon cancer, which is the reason I became a vegetarian in the first place for GI tract health, Mm -hmm. but undiagnosed celiac disease for a long, great periods of time, like decades, um, that, that amount of damage to GI tract leads to things like colon cancer. So now I'm convinced that the, I guess it comes down on European, um, European lineage anyway. And, and my whole dad's side of my family is Polish, Eastern European. And, um, I'm looking back and putting all these these things together. I, I have to believe that these people probably had undiagnosed celiac disease too. Sure. And uh they died of colon cancer because of it and um you know, and the great news as I jokingly say to people is now I know who to blame. So, you know. It's, <laughs> it's not this mystery thing where yeah. I'm, I'm unclear where it came from. I'm fairly sure it came from uh, my dad's side of the family. And uh
0: but anyway, yeah, well, and having seen and I'm not trying to get on on doctors because I'm, you know, related to some um <laughs> But having seen the the, the other side of, of medicine um, and seeing what doctors go through, I do know that, that medicine is just as much an art as it is a science. In fact, it's probably more art than science. I think my dad has even said that. Um, and diagnoses can be missed all the time, and symptoms are are usually just the, the tip of the iceberg, and you have to go on hunches and experience. So, yeah, I'm surprised. Do you know how many... Um, People are diagnosed with it in in the uh, U.S. or abroad?
1: I don't really have any of those numbers, but um, percentage-wise, it's about 1% of the population of the countries where diagnoses are being made, and they're actually looking for it. It's somewhere between 1 in 100 and 1 in 115 people that have it, and I suspect those numbers are going to become even higher. I suspect they're going to find that it's probably closer to 1 in 100 or even more than 1 in 100 because again, it's so missing, misdiagnosed and undiagnosed when they actually start making good positive diagnoses with this, they're going to find that the numbers are probably going up. I don't yeah. know, but, um, one in a hundred people, let's say it's a nice round number. And, uh, um, so the odds are you people out there, you know, you, I'm sure you have a hundred acquaintances, you know, somebody who has this, who may or may not even know it. Yeah. And, and,
0: as you said, if, if it's not diagnosed, you could create all sorts of uh, symptoms and, and people don't even know what they've got. Well, it can
1: lead to other autoimmune yeah. disorders too. Um, not to go into this at, at length, but um, that hair loss, uh, alopecia thing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, the, the people who are bald and who have no eyebrows and, and whatnot, they have alopecia, which is an autoimmune disease where you're your immune system attacks your hair follicles and, and destroys them. And I, 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 I didn't even know this. The guy who cuts my hair for years had seen this little bald spot on the back of my head, but never told me about it. And since it's on the back of my head, <laughs> I didn't know it was there. Yeah. And, um, one autoimmune disease can lead to others, and it turns out that I had this little bald spot, this little alopecia spot, and um, people with undiagnosed uh, autoimmune diseases can then get lupus, which is really the worst of all mm-hmm. autoimmune diseases, which uh, can be very, very bad for you. But I think we caught this in time, and based on my diet and the, my fitness regimen and the kind of nutrition that I take in every day, I, I, think, uh, I think I'm think i going to be as likely to you know, not get any of those things as anybody. Yeah.
0: Well, I want to get into... Uh some of those things about diet and, and, uh, one thing that, that you had started to describe is what gluten really is. I mean, so you're saying that this is a, is a protein found in barley,
1: wheat, rye. Mm-hmm. Those are the three offenders, the three biggest offenders. But I mean, it's not a simple matter of avoiding barley, you know, uh, wheat and rye. That's really easy to do, except it's not, you know, um, wheat is used as a, uh, thickener, uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, a starch, a thickening starch and so many other foods. So, um, gravy, well, yeah, but I mean, it shows up everywhere, yep. and um, it's because it's abundant. Yeah, it's and, it abundant, yeah. and it works, and it works. Starches work as thickeners, so it's not as easy as a, you know. Just don't buy the Wonder Bread or the wheat bread or whatever. You know, it's not quite that easy because it does show up in other places. You have to be vigilant. You have to read labels, and you have to make phone calls. Um, yeah, what I are eat... some of the, the typical stealth foods that it's in? Because mm. I remember
0: you saying that there are some things like additives, like the. The the things they put on labels like,
1: uh, and natural flavors. And natural flavors, yeah. Yeah. It can show up in places like that. Because of the nature of my diet, I don't have a lot of the problems that other people have. I mean, I shop at whole food stores where um, these guys latched onto the whole good labeling thing before um, it was federally legislated. Mm -hmm. There's a whole new food allergen labeling act that's been passed in law and will go more and more into effect over the next few years but when you're dealing with companies like amy's for example they uh their labeling is very is very good and they go out of their way to label all their products gluten-free that are and because i don't buy quote normal end quote foods um i really don't have the problem that a lot of people who shop at I, i will use the word normal grocery stores do um you know, the labeling again on the foods that I buy is, is very uh, clear. And, Mm -hmm. um, so I don't really have that cross that problem of, um, there being little surprises in my foods, but, um, it can be a problem. And people who shop at grocery stores and buy whatever, um, Heinz ketchup or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, need to make the call or leave an email to the website to make sure I'm, I'm very confident that the foods I eat are gluten-free, but, um, you know, you've got to be, um, you've got to be your own advocate. Yeah, just as an aside, uh, this this weekend I went
0: pick up a few items at the grocery store, and I noticed that they had rearranged quite a few items. I couldn't find my "quote unquote" natural foods or health food section in the grocery store anymore. That's because they dispersed all those foods into the same sections that they would be where the other uh, manufacturers would have their foods. It was almost a good thing. It's almost like saying this stuff is food too. This stuff is this is part of. Uh, the the selection and it's just going to go in the section where it's supposed to go. It's near the vegetables. It's it's if it's a packaged uh, pasta product, it's going to be right next to the other packaged pasta products. You just have a choice of the healthier food or the more uh, natural food than the having to go to a special section and feel like an hmm. outsider.
1: I sort of like the segregated section at the uh, the big grocery store that I shop at when I'm not shopping at my Whole Foods store. I don't know. To so, me, it seemed know.
0: like it was a, a, legitimiz- a legitimization of, of the uh, of the food because...
1: Well, I definitely see that. But yeah. at the same time, going into Nature's Place, which is what the, one of the big grocery stores that mm-hmm. I shop at calls their little whole food section, is great because there's people there that are, for lack of a better word, like you. Yeah. And I've made friends in that aisle, you know, that uh, are still friends. So um, well, I guess cool. you can make friends in any aisle. You but, can make uh, friends wherever you are. Yeah. You know, and people who
0: who uh, don't eat food that's good for them, because they can be decent people, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess they can. Yeah,
0: so we mentioned Amy's, and Amy's does a lot of uh, packaged um, or pre-prepared foods. Um, how about for, like, raw ingredients? Are there any specific manufacturers or, or standout manufacturers that uh,
1: have uh, that good labeling already, like gluten-free or well when you say raw ingredients what do you mean i mean a raw ingredient is a raw ingredient i mean if it's corn flour it's corn flour the issue is whether or not um that corn flour was processed in a machine that uh processes wheat flour exactly cross-contamination yeah that's what
0: i'm talking about any anyone who goes out of their way to mark things as gluten-free or or that well there's
1: a company called bob's red mill um that sells a lot of gluten-free flours and labels them thusly and um really does a lot of good work um I don't do as much baking and don't use as many raw materials as I should. Lazy man. So, right. So I'm not exactly an authority on, um, on those products. But, um, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I can not answer that as authoritatively as you'd like.
0: No, I just didn't know if, if you had uh, found anything or, or what, other, what other manufacturers you usually count on. Because I always know that I can count on people like Amy's to, to serve up some good stuff.
1: Yeah, but again, you know, since I don't bake as much as uh, some of the people in my group, do um i i certainly can't answer that but bob's red Mill's cool um well there is a, a company called Sturks. they're a canadian or maybe they're not canadian i'm not sure where they're from but they make a lot of gluten-free products and they package you know um alternative gluten-free flour blends which are basically one-to-one replacement flours when a recipe calls for white flour mm-hmm. we obviously can't use that so uh this company Sturks sells big bags of these replacement flours which are usually combinations of uh, rice flour tapioca flour and and, um, corn starch or potato starch or something like that and they find that this ratio of ingredients makes a good uh replacement for um for wheat flour yeah and as you i think you've mentioned before the 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 difference is just going to be
0: texture the nutritional content is still just as good flavor is great
1: flavor is great uh yeah and so many you know um so many uh, of these ingredients are a little bit better in terms of the nutritional content too but yeah the texture changes gluten free foods tend to be brittle and uh <laughs> they do break because the gluten um is a protein which uh, uh, imbues upon the product you're making a stretchiness Ooh, big words yeah i know we like those it, it it provides stretchiness you know when you when you make pasta when you make some sort of dough bread dough you know you can grab grab it and pull it apart for 2 or 3 feet and it remains stretchy and there's mm-hmm. a little bridge between the two globs in your hands gluten-free uh raw dough will just break you know so it's a whole new um it's a whole new kind of thinking you have to do when you when you become a gluten-free like pastry chef i have a friend in our group who's amazing you can taste no difference between her pastry products and you know regular ones made with wheat flour but you know it took her years to learn how to use different flour combinations and to to work with the dough and to bake it differently and all these things and it's it's an art form you know it's it really is that's cool And, and you mentioned this group um so you you had said also before that, that there's
0: a support group that you go to. Um, what other types of uh, activities have you gotten involved in or groups you've gotten involved in to essentially deal with this as you're mm-hmm. going on with the rest of your life?
1: Well... You know, not to sound cocky, but I didn't need as much nutritional help as a lot of people do because I've been a vegetarian and I've been looking at this kind of thing for a long time. Well, it's not all
0: about you, Rich. We're trying to help other people out there. Yeah,
1: I know. But, I mean, I go to a local support group, the CSGMV, the – what does that stand for? The Celiac Support Group of the Mohawk Valley. I think their website is csgmv.org. And they're related to some of the bigger groups, um, the Gluten Intolerance Group. I think they're – their web uh, URL is gluten.net or gluten.org. We'll post it all. But these are national. Uh, the last one, the, the Glutens Intolerance Group, is a national advocacy organization for um, better labeling and just better education, even among doctors, since so many doctors misdiagnose this yeah, all the time. that's great. So, you know, we'll link to some of those sites, too. Well, well I think that's... Uh all the questions that I've got if anyone else has any questions please send them in I see more 3 by 5 cards John these are blank ones to scare you (laughs) oh geez and here I thought he had like a thousand questions my last
0: question is what's your favorite sound (laughs) if you were a spice girl
1: which one would you be bacon frying (laughs) bacon frying absolutely and if I was going to be a spice girl I would Uh, be uh, sporty spice would you yeah I think. I don't know. Isn't that a deodorant? (laughs) I think it is. It's got a manly (laughs) scent. But I like it too. Oh, it's made for a woman. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I think we're out of here. Yeah. And and we've gone way over time. But I think it was well worth it. I don't know. We'll see. I think we bored my friend Leo to death. I don't think he wanted us to do this, but... To heck with him. He's got a fast forward button. That's right. And we already dedicated a song to him since we know how much he loves jazz. (laughs) Cool. But anyway, we did like an hour today. This is breaking all records. Yes, and it's show number ten. One zero 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 one zero. But remember, check us out on the web at www.bloodyveg.com and feedback at bloodyveg.com.
0: If you got any questions for Rich about celiac disease, or we'll if you've got any uh,
1: comments, tell us to uh, stop our blathering. Yeah, and in Martin, in Australia, please email us what you're paying for petrol over there. We're we're dying to know. Yeah. And I think that's it. And remember, you're listening to V.I.B.